I've had the privilege of coaching some great quarterbacks in, in my career. Been very fortunate that way. But I got to tell you, he was like the son I never had. I, yeah. The 60s will be described as a decade in which football became the number one sport in America, in which the Packers were the one number one team, and Bart Starr was proudly the number one Packer. Every year when you talk about the NFL MVP, his name should always, his name's gonna always be in that conversation. What the hell's going on out here? I film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group, at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal, it's at Ryan Peacock NFL, what's going on? Buddy! Well, it's pretty cool to be back on Thursday nights. Right. Uh, getting, that, getting that going, and we've got something pretty special. I'm excited about this new series that we've got going on on Thursdays, so. Are you? Uh, Are you though? Yeah. Ryan, this well, is difficult for me. This Hearts. was tough. I, I thought we started with an easy week, but we really haven't. Yeah. I thought we'd ease into it. I was like, cool. I kind of have a lockdown on my head. Then I was doing some research. And I was like, hold on a second. And Did- now I'm telling you, I'm, I'm being honest with you, right? Right now, at this present moment in time, I have no idea who I'm going to pick. Because, right, we're picking quarterbacks and there's three that stand out. Right? Mm-hmm. But, all right, let me run... Tell you what, let's be fair to the other lads who played for the Packers. So everyone knows that we're going to be talking about Bart Starr, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, not in that order. Are we not going to give Adolf Kleepen a go? 1921 quarterback, played five games? Uh, Well, I mean, we've now mentioned him, so he has now become an honourable mention. Yeah. Um, But no, I don't think he's going to break into that, the discussion. Charlie Mathis? Played in the um, well, you know, he was close. He was close. Yeah. Pid Purdy, yeah. just for his name alone. It's fun to say. Great name. Great name. That could be a whole other series. Yeah, that's that's in the alliteration um, podcast. So all of the players who have the same letter at the start and last name. Bullet Baker is in there too in the alliteration quarterback podcast. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's good. I like it. But on, on a serious note, though, mm-hmm. We're obviously tonight. We are going to select our quarterback for the all-time UK Packers team. Yeah. Okay. Now, on a serious note, there's obviously three names that come to us very, very quickly, and, and we don't even need to mention them right now for, for you to know who, who we're talking about. Mm. But Green Bay has been rather blessed at the positions over the year, and and people like uh, I'm just trying to think of our history podcast now, Cecil Isbell, Arnie mm-hmm. Herber, yep. those types of names. You know, they they almost get. They do get honourable mentions. People like Don Don Majkowski, if he was on, maybe just arrived in Green Bay at a different time on a better team, yeah. he could have achieved some things, you know. Uh, Lynn Dickey, another number 12, mm-hmm. wearing the green and gold, that, that deserves a mention. Yeah. You know, there's a number of other quarterbacks that maybe for other franchises, we, they, they would be a lot closer to getting in this top group. But with Green Bay, we have what we can probably call the big three, if we're going to use a bit of a basketball term. We have a big three in quarterbacks, and I think that's who it's going to come down to yeah and 
I'm, we've, we put it out to the listeners, right? So the listeners come in, and I think it was unanimous, we'll say, and we'll start calling out people's names and stuff now uh, throughout the podcast just to say what you guys were saying about it. Um, but, Ryan, this is very hard for me. I kind of need people, and I need you to convince me. Otherwise, I kind of have it set in my head, but it sounds crazy, so I, I don't know if uh, I want to go down there. But before we go, I want I want to tell people they'll recognize the name Tony Canadeo. Uh, number is retired famous running back for the Packers was actually a Packers quarterback in 1942 and 1943 so that's a fun fact for you but Ryan how do you how will we do this will we start with oldest going to newest and try hash this thing out well yeah we can do it that way um we can announce what the fans have done and maybe talk about their selection because they've they've overwhelmingly picked one particular quarterback and then maybe talk about the other two guys yeah, let's do it that way then. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are people saying? So, uh, basically, we put it out there and we said, "Who is uh, who is your all-time best Green Bay quarterback?" Mm-hmm. And we gave the three options of uh, a guy called Brett Favre. Um, who? I'm sure, sure, you've heard of him. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know. Oh, that heard guy. Of him. Yeah. And a guy called Bart Starr. Mm-hmm. And we put in there an option for other. Uh, some of those names that we mentioned in case there was a, a Green Bay hipster out there. Um, and there were guys that said, you know, honourable mention uh, for this guy and honourable mention for that guy. And Lynn Dickey and Madge definitely came up a couple of times. Mm. Uh, but other finished with a rather underwhelming 0%. Oh. But Aaron Rodgers received 71% of the vote in over in, a, in well over 200 votes cast in, in a few hours at this point. Uh, this poll was up. So it looks like our listeners have overwhelmingly gone for Aaron Rodgers. Mm. And yeah. you find it hard to disagree if there wasn't another two guys on there that are just as wonderful. Yeah, so Steve Hale says, most talented quarterback of all time. Uh, loved Favre, but not as good. Star third for me. Was a good quarterback. Very good quarterback and a great team. Um, Jill is sort of excited because she has uh, three nice jerseys up there, Favre, Rogers, and Starr. And she says whoever wins, she's going to wear that jersey. Uh, we'll find out by the end of the podcast. Uh, Tom Davey, Rogers, he's simply the most complete quarterback I've ever seen. Now, Ryan, let me raise this point off the bat, right? Okay. Do you think, because this is what I think to a degree, is that people, like you only know what you know to a degree. And if you've witnessed something, it's always the most powerful experience that you can have. I think a lot of this to do with Rodgers. Now, again, let me preface this by saying I am firmly in the Aaron Rodgers is perfection fan club, the Aaron Rodgers Appreciation Society. And, um, you know, that uh, he's on my top 10 people I'm allowed to sleep with and Joan can't get mad. He's in all of those things. Top 10. Top 10, yeah. Maybe even top two. Maybe he's the first one. I don't know. Maybe it's just Aaron Rodgers 10 times, right? I love the guy and I think what he does just doesn't fit in with the laws of physics. However, is this a case that because people, it's tangible for people, they can see him play, they can type him into YouTube and get awed by it? Is it a recency yeah. thing with him? Possibly, possibly. It's also, I guess, we got to think, um, God, to get into a bit of social studies here, maybe the age demographic of Twitter and Facebook. I don't know, maybe that's a bit unfair, but maybe there's just, as you say, newer fans to it. They, they've maybe only witnessed uh, Rogers and have been it. Mm. And that's a great time to be alive, isn't it, to see yeah. Aaron Rogers. Um, when I started watching Green Bay, it was Brett Favre. And, uh, you know, for me, it was Brett Favre that really drew me in, amongst others, but Brett Favre really drew me into the green and gold. And, and um, so I kind of, kind of came into this thinking, Brett Favre for me, uh, it'd be Brett Favre. 
Yeah. And then I did some research, a bit like you said at the start, and now I'm completely confused. Uh, maybe there's a bit of that with the guys, but there are some good reasons coming out with, with some of it as well. Um, you know, for example, uh, Scotty Mann saying that, you know, he is cold as ice. Well, we've seen that. How many times has he uh, come back or thrown a Hail Mary at the end of the game and produced something absolutely magnificent? Um, the amount of times we've seen him get out of tackles or sticky situations or potential sacks or, yeah. you know, all, all these different things. So there's a there's, there's good reasons that he's been voted there. And let's face it, as we said before, when we played that game the other week, where you had to pick your team for 12 million, um, you know, you really couldn't lose and you can't lose in this situation with these three guys. Yeah, we have been blessed, but let's first take, because we're trying to decide if anyone uh, it sort of doesn't know what we're on about, we probably shouldn't have left it this this long, but we're look, we're voting on the all-time UK Packers, Green Bay Packer team, right? And we focus on quarterback, like what Ryan said, it's the most obvious position to start with, it's the most important position on the field, right? Now, pipe down, football hipsters, it's true. Now, I think what I struggled with, Ryan, was is what constitutes the best quarterback because Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is the most technically gifted of the three that we've kind of put it down to, right? I, I don't think Bart Starr or Brett Favre, to a degree, you know, can hold a candle to A-Rod. Look, the stats speak for themselves. He has the best career quarterback rating in NFL history. He also holds the top quarterback rating in a season. His numbers are ridiculous. Um, and the precision that he has is unbelievable his Hail Mary win percentage is probably out of this world it's crazy but right that's not all that for me anyway that constitutes the best quarterback and sometimes for me what goes against A-Rod is solely his body of work is that if you look at the likes of Brett Favre and the numbers that he put up by the end of his career versus what Aaron Rodgers has put up to date I mean there's a massive gulf there already for instance passing yards 71,838 for Brett Favre whereas Aaron Rodgers has 36,000 right which is almost half that so you could arguably say Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have that body of work to go behind yeah you know the challenge far in a way and it, but look is that a is that a dumb way to look at it because you can't penalize the guy for not being in the NFL for a number of years but like I don't think that there's any that he's gonna stop. You know that it's he's gonna sort of fall off. But I th- yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, and you're right. You can't judge him what he has or hasn't done yet. Um, so what we see in front of us is a guy that in his first three seasons uh, was top five uh, for Green Bay in terms of quarterbacks in his passing yards and touchdowns in just three seasons. And his, sorry, his first three seasons as a starter obviously, because he had those three years he set beyond five. So he really hit the league, um, hit the starting role, with, and, and was just unbelievable. And I don't think anybody probably expected that much out of him um, and, and to be this good that quickly. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's – I guess when, you, when you're comparing him to the other two, I guess the thing that, that stood out for me is obviously – Looking at Bart Starr, he's won uh, five NFL championships, uh, two of them obviously becoming then Super Bowls, the first and second one. Uh, appears in four Pro Bowls and, and and those sort of things. But then when you look at Brett Favre and you start looking, yeah, okay, he's only got the one Super Bowl, but then all the different achievements that he's got and all the different stats that he tops for the Green Bay Packers, you know, they they all seem to have everything. And, and actually, I found the more that you look into it, the harder it is to make a decision. Yeah, um, I think if we were doing it this at the end, let's say, you know, hopefully in in, in, in 
in several years' time, seven, eight, nine years' time, when Aaron Rodgers comes to retiring. I think when we look at it then, it might be a different argument. And actually, Aaron Rodgers has potential essentially to run away with it. Yeah. Um, but right now, I think personally, I, it's going to sound bad, but I, I think I am closer to one of the other guys than Aaron Rodgers on, on right now. Yeah, and it's only when you look in, into it, and we are history buffs. We did the history podcast on the Packers. If look, we've been saying this ad nauseum now, but if you haven't listened to them, go back and look at them. Right. So let's 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 do it then. Let, let's take a quarterback by quarterback. I think it's probably better to sort of segment them a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about them, and then it might help us make a decision. Right. Bart Starr falls at number fifty-one on NFL's top one hundred players of all time. To put that into contrast. Brett Favre is number 20 on that list and I think it was decided when he was actually still playing which goes to show you in such high esteem that you know the NFL community saw Brett Favre Bart Starr number 51 and NFL's top 100 as you said five world championships um, he's been the Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 1 and 2 but what really stands out for uh, Bart Starr for me is is a couple of things right one is the fact uh, if you look at his postseason record 10 postseason games he's won 9 of them he is the best quarterback in the postseason ever in my opinion and from that stat alone um, this is a time Ryan as well so if you look at it right before Vince Lombardi came to Green Bay the team was stacked with talent but sucked and what really knocks Bart Starr down all the time is people keep saying yeah but most of the team if not nearly Jesus all the team are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame so he obviously had a fantastic cast around him and that's why he was so good but look you can have a fantastic cast around you but it still doesn't make you a good player doesn't make you a good quarterback how many teams have you seen it in the past that have had fantastic cast around them but they've been crap I mean Matt Schaub uh, in Texas is just one example that flies off the top of the head excellent running game some quality wide receivers, some young wide receivers, couldn't do jack. Here's Bart Starr, and this as well, Ryan, is in a time in the 60s when Bart Starr was completely in control of all the players that were called on the pitch, on the field. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I think Kurt Kozad and um, Jackson Smith both both point that out. You know, he called his own plays. Mm. Um, I think Jackson Smith also mentions, you know, he played in a time when a defense really could play defense. Exactly. You know, so when you yeah. got hit and when you got sacked, the quarterback sort of had to pick up their arm, pop it back in its socket and carry on playing. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, Kurt also mentioned as well, he wasn't expected all that well. I, mean, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head his draft round that he was picked in, but it, it was late. This is, this is, yeah, this is back when there wasn't just seven rounds of draft. They, they, this is back when they drafted all of the available players that, that were eligible to play. Mm. And it went on for, what, 15, 16, I don't know, 20 rounds? Yeah. I can't remember. But he was picked way, way down and probably wasn't, expected to come in and do what he did um, being selected out of Alabama he was round 17 pick 200 there you go round 17 that's unreal but and that's an important thing from what you raised um, from what the lads raised there is that he was playing in the league as a passer when it was and the Packers as well back then you have to remember were a run first team they were a grinded out team uh, everyone sort of forgets that they like to look back and this is a quote from Bill Curry the centre he said that Bart Starr had big playability in a run and grind run first Lombardi team so mm-hmm. Bart Starr he said that it'd be 4-1 to one, he'd do some play action and throw a bomb down the field kind of like what Mike McCarthy calls now so Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers both in an era where the play comes into their headset now 
Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre are both super famous for, you know, doing ad hoc plays, running around behind the line of scrimmage, making something happen. Absolutely. But Bart Starr managed the game. Now you can say, yeah, it's still Lombardi's team. He drilled it into them, coasted into them. Lombardi was, uh, could be a, a right bastard, let's say, right? And it, that's what all the media were saying back then. That's what Jerry Kramer says in his book, uh, in Instant Replay. But Bart Starr stood up to Lombardi and said to him, and this is in Bart Starr's own words, don't chew me out in front of the lads. If you want to chew me out, chew me out in the office, but don't do it again out there. And Vince Lombardi never chewed him out in front of the lads again. And Bart Starr was single-handedly put, he put the NFL on the world stage with the ice bowl play. I know Jerry Kramer gets all the credit for making that block, but Bart Starr had the idea for the quarterback sneak. Mm. So he called it. Exactly. And he turned around to Jerry and said, can you make the play? And he said, yeah, I think so. And then he went and made the play and Bart Starr snuck it in. So, and lastly, and I'll sort of pass it over to you then, Ron, and let me know how you think. He's had his number retired. As you said, he's got four Pro Bowls. And if you look at his passing stats in a league that did not pass, in a league where you could smash the wide receiver out of it, jostle him around and really harass him, his yards per attempt was 7.8 yards in his career. That's better than Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Y.A. Tittle and Otto Graham. Only Otto Graham has a better quarterback rating back in the day than Bart Starr mm-hmm. does. And lastly... Yeah. His yards per completion were 13.7. That, again, is better than Brady, Favre, John Elway and Dan Marino. So if he's not up there in the higher echelon of quarterbacks, and if he's not doing it in an era where it's basically impossible to get a pass off, and particularly to complete that pass to a wide receiver who's getting smashed out of it, I don't know what is. Yeah, and you have to imagine if he was playing in in, in, in the game today with the protected rules on quarterbacks and receivers and so on and so on, um, what could he do, especially in a pass-first league that it's now become? Yeah, it'd be unreal. And I tell you what, and lastly, the thing I'll say about uh, Bart Starr is there's an award called the Bart Starr Award, and it's given to uh, players of outstanding um, character. And if that doesn't show you the type of man that Bart Starr is, is because you could slightly put into question, you know, the way that Brett Favre carried himself and the scandals that he had off the field. Aaron Rodgers and all of this stuff that comes out, you know, about him and players trash talking him. Now, I think that's all down to those players having like severe sour grapes, but he has a different sort of swagger about him. Whereas Bart Starr has that more humble thing. Now, I, to be honest, I like a swaggery, cocky, cocksure athlete. I like that whole thing. You know, I come from the land of Conor McGregor, for God's sake. But I like Bart Starr's humility. I like that he was a stand-up guy. I like that he's been married to his wife for forever. Um, and I like what he does for the community in Green Bay, setting up the foundation. And his son, most notably, died of a drugs overdose. So he knows more than anything else the tragedy of going off the rails, uh, you know, and just what can happen and how that can sort of tear at a family. But a stand-up guy... Um, I'd love the guy and to me Ryan now at this point in the podcast he's my number one is he so we've only talked about one guy so that's uh, it's not bad going so far so since far. we've broken it down look let's talk about Brett Favre okay yeah. the guy that made me fall in love with the green and gold let me just tell you this started every game from the moment he came in on the field from 1992 to 2007 unbelievable so i was let's think 1992 i was about seven years old mm. in 2007 i was at university let's put that one there that's crazy just try and work out <laughs> how long 
his streak was and put it in that sense. So I'm okay. seven years old, probably just starting, I don't know, what age is that? Is that at lower school? Yeah. And he plays every consecutive start until 2007 when I'm now at university in my last year, mm. ballsing it all up. So that's an unbelievable run. So that in itself is impressive. Then you start to look at his numbers, which I think you already mentioned, over 61,000 yards, 442 touchdowns. I mean, this is impressive. And this guy was, yes, he could be frustrating at times, especially that game I remember against New York Giants where we, I think we got it to overtime um, and he throws the ball straight to the cornerback and the game's over. You know, th- there were plenty of moments like that where he could be a little bit wild and throw an interception, but there were so many more magical moments. If you, and, and, you know, since we've been doing this and looking back, we've watched more and more of the older games and he was just unbelievable and, and what a talent. Yeah, and to do it against all odds again, I mean, he, you know, drafted by Atlanta there with Jerry Glanville. He was taking the piss out of him. He was making him throw the ball up into the stands. You know, he missed the team picture in Atlanta because he was off on the piss the night before. This was a guy who was a difficult character to, you know, to manage. And then Ron Wolf go, decides to put his career on the line and get this guy in from Atlanta. And the rest is history. At the time of his retirement... He owned or shared 362 NFL records and still has 175 of them. This guy, and again, he's known affectionately as Iron Man because of what you were saying. Uh, just, you know, ridiculous durability. He's been to the Pro Bowl 11 times. Uh, one Super Bowl champion, which kind of hurts. Uh, three first-time All-Pro. Uh, he's twice the NFL passing yards leader. He's in the Packers Hall of Fame. He's his jersey retired. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. To me, what leaves a bad taste in my mouth with Brett Favre is obviously the saga that went on, Ryan, where he left Green Bay, uh, said he was retiring, and then by his own admission wanted to stick it to the Packers. And that's what really sets him apart for me with Bart Starr and Brett Favre. And another thing that kind of makes me lean towards Bart Starr versus Brett Favre when we're talking about the two of them side by side, and you see how Brett Favre just completely blows Bart Starr out of the water and every other quarterback out of the water, um, you know, with his statistics and his shenanigans and carrying on, is that, you know, Brett Favre held Bart Starr in such high esteem and used to get advice off him, which is something that Aaron came in then and did with Bart Starr and was able to respect that the man that Bart Starr was. Is it close for you? Because, again, like I said, with the sort of recency bias with Aaron Rodgers, maybe, and the fact that he's unbelievably, insanely awesome. I mean, do you have that recency bias, do you think, with Brett Favre? Does Brett Favre edge out Bart Starr for you? Um, oh, that's a tough question already. Uh, God, do you know what? I don't want to make a decision in this podcast because um, I feel like whatever decision we make, uh, somebody's going to think we're right and everyone else is going to have a go at us. But... I think probably you're right. He was the first quarterback for me that, if you like, I grew up watching them with. Um, he was the first one I remember. He was the first jersey I had. Uh, I remember asking my dad, who worked on a on a USAF base at the time, um, can you get one of your guys to get me a Brett Favor top? Um, <laughs> I had no idea. I just mm. played the computer game uh, and took a guess. I was then informed it was Favre and uh, got my first jersey. Um, so that's how that went down. Uh, so, yeah, Favre would always be there. Yes, there was that little bit of time, of obviously, when he was sort of enemy number one. Um, but I'm glad that's all behind it now. And I think it's all been forgiven. Um, you know, just an unbelievable quarterback. NFL MVP three times in a row. I actually don't know the stats on that. I don't know if, if others have done it. Um, no, but it's pretty unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. And an 11-time pro bowler. Yeah. You know, 
this guy was was special. Um, it's a shame it did end the way it did, but it, it, for me, it doesn't doesn't affect what what his uh, his legend, if you like. Yeah, it's it's very hard again, as you said at the top. I mean, we're spoiled with these three. You know, it's very hard to put them in order, but that's what we have to do for this all-time UK Packer team. So at this point in the podcast, Brian, and down off the fence yeah. you come, Bart Starr or Brett Favre at the moment? Who's jockeying for that number one spot? I'm going Brett Favre. Okay, interesting. Okay. And do you know what? I think Michael McMillan on uh, Facebook agrees with me. He says it is Favre. But I suspect it would be Rogers once his career is over. Um, he yeah. keeps growing uh, with each spectacular year he plays, which is kind of what we were saying earlier. If we were doing this at the end of Rogers' career, it might be a different argument. Um, but I think just before we get on to Aaron Rodgers, mm. I think uh, Graham Armsworth makes a great point. Does Jay Cutler get his mention? <laughs> he has to. He's a close fourth. He could be a backup. He's on the practice squad for sure. It's it's very hard to leave one of these quarterbacks behind because we can only have one starter and one backup. Now, for me, I'm still going to go with Barrett Starr and okay. I'm going to have Favre at number two, but that's because we haven't got on to Aaron yet. Now, that said, I think Aaron is the most technically gifted quarterback I have ever seen. Um, in covering the NFL, in looking at the history of the NFL, looking at the history of the Packers, all of that, Aaron Rodgers is the most technically gifted quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, the stats that he has um, and the records that he has and I'm just looking at these uh, dope sheets that the Packers put out you know but one thing that strikes me and let me say this at the start so these dope sheets that uh, the teams put out so they put out like who's you know the leading in passing and passing yards and you know winning postseason winning percentage and yeah, all this type of stuff passing touchdowns in the playoffs if you look at all the quarterbacks that tend to be on those lists, they're the most recent quarterbacks. There's, there's no, I don't think it's any coincidence that you find Drew Brees' name all over, Matt Ryan's name all over, Joe Flacco appears from time to time, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner. Ryan, like there's a reason that all of these is because the rules have been slackened or tightened up really around the wide receivers so they get more separation and they're trying to make it more fanciful, more entertainment. And I think that has a lot to do with sort of the, the just you know acceleration in modern quarterbacks reaching certain passing yardage and the you know the lessening kind of importance of, of running backs would you agree with that do you, do you think that first off it kind of makes this an impossible task right because we can't really compare like we're like yeah well see this is the problem when anybody says the all-time so so the one that always comes up you know the all-time greatest headweight boxer or the all-time you know uh, greatest f1 driver or something mm. like that the problem is you can't compare because you know, boxers of old times compared to boxers these days, especially F1 is another thing. I mean, the car pretty much drives itself now compared to when it did back in the old days. So everyone always says you can't compare across time, but we're ignoring that. And we're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be difficult. I think, yes, the rule changes, maybe they've helped. Um, but I don't think we should focus on that at all, really. Um, you know, you have to just take it for what it is. So that the game is a certain way now. And how does Aaron Rodgers play within that way that it is? Mm. Um, and, and the answer to that is he's one of the best quarterbacks to do it. So the rules thing, I get it. Whilst it'll always be an argument, I don't think we can let it try and sort of either be a positive or a negative for a player. Yeah. He has the X factor. Um, he's the best passer rating in for a career at 104.1. 
His passer rating in a season back in 2011 was 122.5, which is just absolutely <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I mean, um, that, that was the amazing season where we, we, we lost a game and to the Chiefs as well. Yeah. Sick. But uh, yeah, just the one game. But that was an amazing season. Obviously, the year before that, he wins the Super Bowl, which is the first Super Bowl I watched uh, mm. the Green Bay Packers win. Um, obviously, '96 was just a bit before my my time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's an unbelievable talent, and I'm sure by the end of it, Aaron Rodgers will add to it. I'm sure he's going to have another another Super Bowl. Mm. Um, hopefully, this year uh, would be nice. Um, yeah. So. It's oh God, it's tough, isn't it? Because you just can't ignore. He's got all these records. Brett Favre has a load of records. Star's got records. They've got, you know, Star far outweighs the others in terms of championships and Super Bowls. Um, but it's it's just an impossible choice, and I, d- I don't know how we're going to get it right. We can't get it wrong, but I don't know how we can get it right. No, I don't think we're going to get it right. But l- let me just preface this by saying that Aaron Rodgers plays another four or five years. He is the bona fide number one for me. I think if he keeps up the level of production, uh, you know, 36,827 passing yards, completion percentage of 65.1, which beats out the other two dudes. Brett Favre has a 62% completion percentage. and Bart Starr has a 57.4. So he's the most accurate Uh <sighs> It's, just look at his interceptions as well it's the interceptions is the one so where Brett Favre falls down in terms of how good he is but he always had the interceptions you look mm. at uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, interception percentage and it's like less it's, it's, I think it's a percent and a half or something like that I, I remember reading it earlier I now don't have it in front of me which is brilliant but it's, it's something like a percent and a half yeah. in regular season play and I think he actually gets better in postseason play yeah he's so, 4.13 to 1 touchdown interception ratio. He's got 297 touchdowns to only 72 interceptions. And to put that in contrast with Favre, he has 508 touchdowns and 336 interceptions. I mean, that is, see that right there. So see now, because now we've just done it again. I just picked Brett Favre and now I'm thinking, you know, how uh, that wasn't stat. And this is the problem with stats. Mm. They're brilliant, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. They've confused me completely because now I'm thinking, can it be Brett Favre? Should it be Aaron Rodgers? Now I'm kind of bringing Bart Starr back into it. This is difficult. I don't know. How are we going to pick? How are we going to How are we going to try and work this out and pick somebody? We've just had somebody suggest Scott Tolzien. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt so, Flynn. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, we're going to have to. Well, the public say... Aaron Rodgers. Do you know what? I, I'm I'm resetting my vote. I have now retracted my vote. I'm back to not voting. Um, so I need to select somebody. Yeah. Well, I'm going. Look, now if you if you put someone in the NFL now, I would pick Aaron Rodgers. But we're talking the best quarterback of all time, the All Star team, and I cannot look past Bart Starr. I'm sorry, and maybe that's the. The historian in me, but I'm going Bart Starr number one of all time. I'm going. I have to go Brett Favre because of his body of work. The Iron Man number two, and A Rod number three. But that doesn't mean that today I wouldn't go for Aaron Rodgers. I would completely go with Aaron Rodgers today. And I don't even believe that Bart Starr, if you put him in today's NFL, would be as proficient a passer. I don't think that either. I think his all-around game management and the fact that he called all the plays and made the Lombardi era as successful as they were. I think he was instrumental in that. Mm-hmm. That's my order. 
Okay. I think that's my well, one. Well, we just had a we've just had a late suggestion from Dan Barnes. Okay. He says, "Can we all vote Lynn Dickey so that Jill has to go out and buy another new jersey?" <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's look. A, it's a fair point. It's well, a fair point. All we need to do is we need to just get a Lynn Dickey for the 1919 club, and Dan Barnes is going to win it anyway, and then he can just give it to Jill. He's on a roll. He's won two in a row. Look, I think. Oh, do you know what? I was close early when I was doing my research. Mm. I started with this guy. I went away with it from him. I flirted with Aaron Rodgers. Who doesn't? Um, and then came back to Brett Favre. Mm. Do you know what? And it's going to be bad because on our very first vote, we've ignored our followers. Mm. Um, well, we haven't ignored you. We've taken it on. Um, but I don't think we're going to end up selecting Aaron Rodgers as they voted for. Mm. 71% they voted and we're not going to pick him. So what's your order? Because this is going to define who number one and number two is and who gets a place on the practice squad for now. I'm going to go Bart Star, number oh. one. Whoa. Unanimous. And I'm going to go Brett Favre because I did pick him number one and Aaron Rodgers three. There you go. And that outweighs it. Jesus. So that's that's our team. That's our quarterback squad. That's so there is. The... Our first position is selected. Well, Now, look. I'm guessing others, well, I hope so. I hope others are going to be easier um, yeah. to make a selection. Maybe there'll be a real standout guy. I know when we get to wide receiver who you're going to be uh, chirpsing for. Oh, man, Don Hudson um, all the way, baby. I was going to say a certain number, 14. <laughs> um, look, there's a really easy way to, to keep up with what we're doing here. Uh, if you go onto our website, you'll, you'll know it. Uh, our podcast tabs across the top. Hover over that and you'll be able to go down and select the UK and Irish all-time team. Mm. Uh, and we're going to keep a record in there. So... Don't miss a podcast on a Thursday night slash Friday morning. Um, but if you do, you can go back and check the team out. Um, might even try and get a comments page on there so you can tell us how wrong we were because yeah. uh, that's always enjoyable. Um, but, yeah, so I think we've done it. I think we've selected our first position. Our quarterback is Bartlett Starr. Nice. Good old Barty baby. But uh, come here then. What we'll do is, is that, yeah, as Ryan said, I mean, tell us we're talking shite. Hit us up on Twitter. But if you want to keep the conversation going and keep the replies going, just go to facebook.com forward slash UK Packers and we've put up some statuses there where we're looking for your opinion. Get under that and tell us why you think we're wrong or why you think we're right. Have we convinced you? Do you think Bart Starr is number one, Brett Favre number two? Is it blasphemy to leave Aaron Rodgers on the practice squad with Geronimo Allison and all the gang? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, well, that was so fun, Brian. Who are we going to do next? What what position should we take next? Should we should we take a defense next? I think yeah. Let's yeah. Let's switch it up like that. Will we go defensive line? Or let's do safeties? a defensive line. Defensive line. Let's do okay. a defensive line because I think uh, there's a maybe an eighty nine, maybe a ninety two. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of numbers that come to mind straight away when we're talking defensive line. So yeah, let's do it. And hey, do you know what would be cool? Maybe we should do with the 1919 club, sync it up with who we think that the best players are, and try get some items from the best team. Jesus, I don't know if uh, I don't know if we've got the money in the coffers to get us a Bart Star signed jersey, but no. we can sure take a look. No, we've probably. got that Brett Favre one we coming do. up soon. Yeah, backups um, that account. Yeah, and uh, I think in 1919 we should be releasing a uh, another draw soon, so keep your eye on that. Mm. And Ryan, we're going to have to select the coach. That's going to be hard. I think the coach could uh, could be an easy one. <laughs> Well, you see, you say Lombardi, but then that whole thing about Bart Starr helping to run that team too. I don't know. Look, let's not get into it now. That Bart oh. Starr's coaching career wasn't quite as glittering as his no. quarterback career. Wasn't, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, maybe to say the least. Maybe that's the decider. So yeah, that was fun, right? Um, so look, 
Everybody, tune in. Brand new podcast material of a Friday. We're picking the all-time Green Bay Packer team, according to myself, Rhino, and the lovely public. Get in contact. Tell us who you think your best defensive player is. Tell us how much shite we're talking. But for now, for myself, at NFL on Twitter, give me a follow. Follow the group, at UK Packers. And follow me old buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL. See you. See you Sunday.